What do you think scares job seekers the most? Well, today I'm going to share with you three things that scare job seekers the most and how to let go of those fears to move forward in this process. Welcome to the Leadership Playbook. My name is Emily Hawkins. How I used to introduce myself is, I have 15 years in supply chain, creating and leading teams, streamlining processes, managing millions of dollars. Except that's not what I do anymore. I'm a career and life coach. And I wanna take you on the journey of how to lead yourself, how to take your career to the next level, whatever that may be. I'm gonna give you tangible advice on exactly how to do what you want to do. Lead and love your life. Are you scared to get in the job market because you keep telling yourself some BS story and I'm about to tell you three BS stories that you're probably telling yourself? Well, today we're gonna let go of those BS stories and I wanna get right down to it because I don't want you limiting your job search. That is what should not be happening. And I've worked with, oh my goodness, over a thousand people in this process at this point. And I can tell you that these three limiting factors come up over and over and over again. So let's just jump right in. And the first one is gaps. Even saying that, you're probably like, oh, what does that mean? Well, gaps come in a couple forms. And I want to talk about the first one, career gaps. So you took off time to have a baby. You decided to go in a different direction. You got let go. You were out of work for six months. You, my friend, have a gap. Whatever that gap is called from, whatever place it came from, it is a gap. And your fear is that this gap is going to hold you back. So what do you do? You hide the gap. Yep, that's worse. Don't do that. Don't hide your gaps. Show people your gaps. Have you ever noticed people that have gaps in their teeth, hopefully they smile even more because of those gaps. They embrace the gaps, right? I think that there are some amazing people in this world that have gaps and they showcase it. They flaunt it. They go with it. Now, do I mean that you should get t-shirts printed up saying I had a career gap? No, but I mean, that's kind of (laughs) cool. Definitely something you could do. I wouldn't wear it on a job interview, but I mean, it's a thought. But you should be that comfortable with it. You know why? Because that gap taught you something. It made you a better person. It is why you are sitting in front of them today because of the knowledge you gained and the greatness that you have to offer that organization. That gap is a badge of honor. You survived that gap. And now here you are. Look at you. That's awesome. The gap does not define you. And in fact... Gaps are completely normal. So many people have them. There's a misnomer that if you have gaps, it must mean that something horrible happened and you were let go and then you went into drug rehab or who knows what. No, 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 no. I will tell you that showing those gaps on your resume is important because if somebody does a background check, they're gonna figure out that those gaps exist in the first place, so don't hide it. Tell the story up front. In an interview, be confident about it. It's amazing how much time in an interview is spent on your career gaps. About 3.5 seconds, my friend. So then I did this thing which led me here. 
Wow, that is how I would get through that gap. That's right. I did this thing, which led me to here. See how simple that was? You don't spend a lot of time in your head. You spend hours, months, days, weeks. How do I talk about this gap? It's real simple. If you can explain it in three seconds, then you're doing real well. So gaps is number one. Now, the other gap that people have is gap in knowledge. I don't have enough, enough knowledge, enough experience. I have this gap in skill set. Well, at some point in your life, actually, when you were born, you couldn't walk. Did that stop you from walking because you had no experience in walking, so you never got up and walked? No. All of us, for the most part, are walking, right? We didn't let that set us back. We learned on the job, and that's exactly what you do. In fact, you take all the other skills that you already have, and you use those to learn the new skill. That's right. Your skills start to compound on one another. So do not let a gap in skill hold you back. The next one is references. Oh, how many references do I need? Do I need references? Do I put them on my resume? Do I put them on my LinkedIn profile? References. Ah, do I give everyone in the world my references and drive my references crazy? Okay, take a deep breath. References. Do not share them unless asked Two, first and foremost, that is key. Today, I want you to go out on your LinkedIn profile and ask people to recommend you on your LinkedIn profile. That is where those should live. Put your recommendations over there. That speaks volumes about you. If it's on a job application or something, you say, see LinkedIn profile. Boom, you are not bothering those people and those references have pictures and links to their career acumen, business acumen, experience. Really important stuff. Now, the other thing that I hear a lot about references is, what happens if my last boss gets called and they hated me? They were the devil. They thought I was horrible. They fired me. They did this thing, right? I think we've all worked for that boss, by the way, whether they fired you or not. We've all had bad bosses, right? I will tell you one thing that all bad bosses have in common. They are only thinking about themselves. And when they are only thinking about themselves and they happen to get a call about somebody that used to work there, they may or may not even take the call. And most likely from a legal perspective, they are looking out for themselves. And so they are going to say, oh, yes, I worked with Sarah Smith. She was here from this day to this day. Thank you and good day, sir. That's right. They don't want to get into legal trouble, so they're not going to share anything about you except the time that you worked there. And that is all. So clearly don't put these people as recommendations on your LinkedIn profile or references anywhere do not put references on your resume. That screams 1985, and it's not 1985, unless you own a DeLorean. Um, I find that I talk about DeLoreans a lot on this podcast, and I think it's because so many of my clients live in the past. So I'm going to stop with the DeLorean talk and say to you that you are putting way too much stock 
in one random person that only really cares about themselves. So do not focus so much on that. Go out and get some recommendations from people you've worked with, past clients, people you that were co-workers, cross-functionally you worked with these people. It, there's so many people that will recommend you besides these horrible bosses that we've all had. That by the way, you don't even want your name attached to because if you had them and they were an awful boss to you, there's a really good chance that they were an awful boss to, I don't know, everyone that they've ever worked with. So consider the source, I think is what we would say here. So that's what I would say about references. So the final one I want to discuss is dun, dun, dun. I really need better sound effects and I could put them in here, but that takes time and I would rather put an episode out to you. So you get to hear me make my own sound effects. <laughs> salary discussions. Oh, right? Salary. Oh, that is so scary, right? Because what if you ask for a number and you don't get called back because you asked for too much money? Or... You put the lowest number. I will work for you for a dollar. And they're like, sold. We will pay you a dollar. That's bad too, right? Because if you do take that job, you will be resentful from day one. I can't live on a dollar. I don't know about you, but my electricity bill is more than a dollar. So you shoot yourself in the foot, right? And it's about finding that sweet spot in the middle. Well, in my Market Me course, We not only walk through how to tell that story about those gaps, how to get those references, networking, all of that good stuff, but we actually go down the rabbit hole of salary discussions. And one thing I will tell you here, and it's pivotal, if you listen to nothing else in this, listen to this. And it is, whoever has the number first, whoever says it out loud first, loses. Now, I know what you're going to say to me but I'm forced to put a number down on my job application. There's a requirement. Well, in my Market Me course, I teach you how to put a number that is somewhere in a sweet spot for you, that doesn't put you in a place of a dollar, but also doesn't market you out. Now, I will say that sometimes you wanna be out of those roles. If they really are looking for bargain basement employees, You don't want to work there anyway. So I need you to understand just because they said no means maybe that's not the right place for you to work. But we go down this path in my Market Me course to define what that number should be for you. Not for Fred, not for Sally, not for Jim that lives in New York, not for Sarah who lives I don't know where, for you. Because that number is incredibly personal. And what you need is incredibly personal. So we walk through exactly how to do this and how to negotiate this number. Soup to nuts, because it is important to do. I truly hope that these scary things are no longer scary to you. Your gaps are what define you in a really great way. Go out and find references that will shout your name from the rooftops. And that salary, well, let's define that together and market me. Did you love what you heard today and you want more? Sign up for my weekly email in the show notes. It's packed 
with tips and tricks to lead and love your life. You can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram by typing in Emily Hawkins, the number four, the letter U. I'll see you here next week.